Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The owners are a different team than they were two months ago. Clearly they are, but tell me how, Bob. Rod, there's a stat, and the stat is uh, five-on-five goal share. That's a huge stat that share, illustrates how you can do come playoff time. The owners are 22nd in the league under Dave Tippett, and under Jay Whitcroft, they're sixth at like 56.5%. If you're in the top eight in goal share five-on-five as a team, you can win. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports and entertainment show, the RP Show, here on Game Plus TV Network. And you are going to find out in moments why the sports world is just so fast, fast, fast paced. Because in moments, no more than 60 seconds, we're going to go live to Dunedin, Florida, to join Sportsnet Sirash Madani, who's at Blue Jays camp. He's got a small window to be with us. There's breaking news. I didn't bring my bell down, but uh, Tiger Woods addressing the media today at Augusta, Georgia. He got off the practice uh, green and said, uh, off the tee box, and said, I think I'm going to play in the Masters on Thursday, and everybody's going nuts. And that's our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Are you cheering for Tiger and the Masters? And the last I saw, over 90% of viewers said, indeed, they are. So I want to talk about that. And me not being the biggest golf guy, but a lifelong sports guy, I get it. But I don't totally get it. So let's kick that around today uh, as well. And, but, as I said, Arash is going to be with us in moments. Coming up, Rick Vive, the current, for now, Toronto Maple Leafs single-season goal-scoring uh, record holder. Rick Vive is going to be with us. Because later on tonight, here in Sunrise, Florida, Austin Matthews may break if the Toronto Maple Leafs are in town. 
We're going to be there at that game. And Mike Snee is going to join us later on. He is the executive director of College Hockey, Inc. as the Frozen Four gets going this week. So let's bring in Arash Madani right now, if we don't mind, as the Jays wrap up their spring training set against Baltimore in Dunedin. What a sports day, Arash. Can you believe it? Yeah, and it's not even, well, just now noon Eastern time. I just saw the Tiger clip. Do you believe you can win this thing? I do. Um, so, game on, Augusta National. Here we go. Yeah, absolutely. So, please, I'm trying to get my mind around this. You're a much broader sports mind than me. I'm trying to relate it to maybe Tom Brady's comeback, but this is different. And why is it so different for the golf community that Tiger's going to play in this Masters? Yeah, because there's no event in sports. That is quite like that means so much to their sport the way the Masters does to golf. You know, think about it this way, Rod. There are so many people who do Masters pools who may not watch golf 361 other days of the year. There's something about the tradition and the history and Tiger's connection to Augusta National, 1997, coming in. This phenom that was brewing and then absolutely destroyed the course and and changed the trajectory of the golf world then. And I was actually doing a little piece on Tiger a little while ago. You know, in 1997, when he won the first one, there was something like a dozen guys making a million dollars or more on tour. And now it's over 100. Well, 10 years later, it was over 100. It's not just the impact Tiger has made on the game, but just on the locker room and how everybody else can make money too. Sure. You win one tournament and you're pocketing into the millions for sure. And, the, and that's the thing is you're in wasn't Florida, like that, though, in before Florida. Tiger. Right. It wasn't like that well, before he, Tiger, right? Tiger increased the stakes right. for everybody. Yeah. Well, you walk into a coffee shop here and where it's different from where you and I are from, they may be talking about the Leafs where you're from or the Riders where I'm from. They're talking for the last couple of weeks about Tiger playing in the Masters, right? Like, <laughs> this country is on red alert. And that news conference this morning was carried live on ESPN, so people are excited about it. And I, and I am, too. Uh, so, by the way, over-under on his first round, I just saw an odds company posting at 73.5 strokes. Over-under. What are you taking on his first round on Thursday? Yeah, it's a good number. I'd still probably take the over. I know it's Tiger. I know it's Augusta. It's, it's a very, very public number. Um, I just... When's the last time he's played competitive golf? The last time we heard of Tiger Woods, his knee was shattered, and we thought, you know, this may be serious. So, you know, you can never count him out, except I think this time if I'm making an investment opportunity, Rod, I think I got the over. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'll take that to the bank. Now, you're here to talk Blue Jays. Please tell our viewers, just my, and peak, satisfy my own curiosity, what's your day like? Man, it seems hop, hop, hop here for you. What's going on? Yeah, it's a busy spring is actually busier than you think, although today is uh, is pretty quiet because this is the last day of spring training. Camp literally breaks tonight tonight at five o'clock. We're here at the player development complex and they were loading up the uh, the trucks with all the gear and the bags and everything else. There's a hard five o'clock departure from the complex. The bus is taking them to the airport and then the Blue Jays fly north. And it has been a successful spring from the Blue Jays, Rod, because you know how training camps go. The most important thing is to stay healthy. 
And there have been no significant injuries to the Blue Jays. There's like a minor hamstring for Ryan Barucki. That's it. Nate Pearson has mono. Bo's healthy. Vlad's healthy. Springer's healthy. Barrios, Gosman, Ryu, Manoa, Kikuchi, they're healthy. There's your starting five rotation. And there is such an anticipation around this team, and there is such hype around this team about October and the playoffs. And any kind of baseball postseason conversation, it may not start in Andrade with the Jays, but it, but it certainly includes them every time. And there are very few people out there are very few people in baseball who wouldn't have a narrative that includes the Blue Jays playing in the playoffs. Well, and when you talk about October, now you're piquing my interest. That that hype about October, is that within the locker room or the glare on the team with expectations? Or both? Both. 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 You know, I talked to Bo Bichette the other day. He said, you know, I know what we're capable of. Uh, I spoke with Ross Stripling, who was with all those Dodgers teams that, that made their pushes into the playoffs. He said, you know, this team is right up there with those. And George Springer wouldn't go there uh, when I chatted with him, but there is a World Series champion. And he just, you know, he said, sometimes you forget how young Bo and Vlad are because of how well they play. They, they finished one game out of the playoffs last year. They understand the expectations and they want to be part of it. You know, we asked Vlad the other day, you played 161 games last year. How many this season? He said 162 plus. Um, there's no load mm. management with these kids. They're, they're, their eye is on the prize, and that's kind of how they're coming into this thing. Uh, just because he's so popular and he seems so lovable, tell me something about Vladdy that we wouldn't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's blowing smoke. He, has he matured? Because he was a kid. He doesn't, he's not saying kid-like things anymore from what I can see. Yeah, I, I don't know about the maturity thing, Rod. I, I, just, I think that's an, that's an overused and overblown thing. He's definitely experienced. He's definitely learned a lot. He's understood what it takes to keep himself on the field, how to keep his body going. He's, you know, he's transformed that. I thought what was really cool the other night, um, you know, two, three nights ago, he took a pile of minor leaguers out for dinner. You know, a lot of these guys in the minors don't make a ton of money. And here you have the superstar on this team, finalist for AL MVP, taking a group of guys out. You go in first thing in the morning. The locker room here opens at 8 in the morning. Vlad is almost always already there. Uh, not only doing his work, but he's willing to be around on the couches just talking to people, being a good teammate. And what was really interesting over the weekend, Roddy, he stole second base on Saturday. On Sunday, he was on second. It was a single into the outfield. Excuse me. He blew through the stop sign and scored and the whole dugout erupted george springer was yelling uh, vladdy henderson vladdy henderson and they were fanning him down um charlie montoyo feels he can be a 40 10 guy this year i don't know and you know somebody said can vlad do better than last year and i just said man here's a guy who finished second in mvp voting behind shohei otani who did something we've never seen before i think the blue jays would be quite content if Vlad just copies and pastes it this season, if he just duplicates what he did last year. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, led uh, the majors in home runs. You're right. He was at the top of all those offensive categories. How long do I have you for, man? The viewers have a lot of questions and comments too. Yeah, I have another 10 minutes. I got an interview with Hunjin Ryu at 
at the bottom of the hour. So let's let's be okay. another 10, 10 or six minutes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, well, Jenna Reagan chiming in. Good morning from Southern California. Good morning, Jenna. That's not a question. I just like to welcome the viewers, as you know, Arash. Morning, but Jenna. C. Walker watching on, on YouTube says, be very interesting to see how a full season at home will be for the Jays. There must have been talk, if not in Dunedin, coming out of last year that, hey, if we'd been at home all year, we might have not gone down to the last day of the regular season and made the playoffs. How big of a factor do you think that'll be this year? I actually think it's massive. I think it's massive on a lot of levels. One, this is a team that had three different home stadiums last year. They're here in Dunedin, they were over in Buffalo, and then Toronto. Players had to relocate. They had to relocate their families. They had no idea where they were going to be playing. Dunedin and Buffalo were minor league facilities, not major league ballparks. I think that makes an impact. Secondly, they never really had a true home crowd. When they played down here in Florida against the Yankees or Rays, the visiting team brought in all the brought in all the attention. So I think that's going to be a significant thing. Like, they're going to sell out that thing on Friday. Um, come June, July, August, if this team's in the conversation, they're going to be packed houses every night. That makes an impact. So I think that it's a good question. I think it's going to make a significant, significant lift to this ball club of the season. Andy, uh, Randy watching in Winnipeg on Game Plus TV says, the crowds are crazy following Tigers practice round. Oh, I can just imagine. Nicholas Vela on YouTube watching says, Tiger needs to go away. His time is over. Anybody who thinks Tiger has a chance has no idea about golf. Aren't you just a ray of sunshine, Nicholas? Yeah. Uh, from, B- from BW on YouTube, Tigers had an effect on golf, what Gretzky did for hockey in the USA. And speaking of hockey in the USA, if I had my bell, and I don't, it's right over there, I'd ring my breaking news bell. We find out this morning that uh, Chris Getzlaff, or sorry, Ryan Getzlaff will be announcing his retirement at the end of this NHL season. Um, from Dan in Saskatoon, Arash, what can we expect from this Cato rookie? Made the team out of nowhere. Yeah, this is an interesting one, Roddy. Uh, Ghost Kate Cato uh, was told yesterday after the ball game, against the Tigers that he had made the team. Gosuke Kato was a second-round pick of the New York Yankees in 2013. For nearly a decade, he's been on one transaction wire after another, toiling through the minor leagues, bouncing from one organization to the next. And yesterday, out of nowhere, Charlie Montoyo approached him, extended his hand to congratulate him, and Cato, you know, hand to his heart, he's like, what are you congratulating me for? And Charlie said, congratulations, you made the team. And Rod, this kid was just floating after. He was in shock. He's worked a decade to get to the big leagues. And for the first time ever, he's going to break camp um, as a major leaguer. He was thanking everybody after, including his t-ball coaches from back in the day. So it was a neat story. Now, to answer the question, what they can expect from him um, in the field is a versatile, a versatile utility player who can be all over the place. He can play different bunch of different positions in the infield and the outfield. He's a he's a Cavan Biggio light, if you will. And they like his bat to ball skills. Uh, he basically beat out Greg Bird for a spot on the big league roster. How long Cato sticks around, a Cato rather sticks around, I don't know. Uh, but the Blue Jays aren't done yet. Ross Atkins was on our Sportsnet broadcast on the weekend, and he made it very clear 
that they're still kicking the tires on some other possible moves. So stay tuned on that front. John Burns in Calgary watching says, two months ago, a lockout, owners grabbed a brain. Well, they and the players found a way to get it done. So yes, we're very happy they're playing. Ted in red. Well, let me Rush. correct you. Says, hey, let me correct you. One yeah. month ago, one month ago, there was a lockout. And three days from now, it's opening day in Toronto. So life comes at you fast. Uh, for sure. And Ted in Red Deer wants to know, hey, Arash, what do you think about the bullpen this year? Great work. Uh, Ted, great question. To me, that is the question mark coming into this season. Because for a lot of last year, I still can remember Joel Pamps and Tyler Chatwood and Rafael Dolis and just how, you know, um, how many games that should have been and could have been won in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings that weren't. Jordan Romano's the ninth inning guy. Tim Mays is the eighth. Uh, they brought over Jimmy, Jimmy Garcia, who you may remember from the Dodgers as Yimi Garcia and also the Astros. Yep. And they believe he can be a high leverage guy. And um, Nate Pearson, we were told today, has mono. So it's going to be Ross Stripling and Trent Thornton as the long guys. I still think the bullpen is a question mark. Romano's dealing with who he threw a minor league game the other day, didn't look sharp. Um, that, that's the one area to keep an eye on if you're a Blue Jay fan. But I do think this, that after last year, when so many games were lost because of their relievers, they'll be a lot quicker to make a move, a trade, an upgrade, if need be. Um, early in the season good question i think it's the biggest question mark of the team this year and we have one minute left another from john burns in calgary because he's paying to super chat his comments on youtube and he says colin kaepernick the next argos quarterback you following this what are your thoughts on that i'm not following it i hadn't heard anything about it actually um I think Nothing there other is. Than he was throwing for guys the other day. Yeah. No, no, I saw him at the Pro Day at Michigan. Um, I did. I'll just say this. To quote Mike Tomlin, never say never, but never. <laughs> A great way to end it. Thank you, sir. Uh, my best to you and safe travels. And uh, thanks for the time, man. Uh, we will be watching you on Sportsnet. Appreciate it, Roddy. We'll talk to you soon. Arash Madani from the Sportsnet Blue Jays broadcast and our good and longtime friend. The Moose joins us next. On the way, Rick Vive, the current Maple Leafs single-season goal record holder, and also Mike Snead, the executive director of College Hockey, Inc. We're just getting rolling on this Tuesday. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It is the RP Show, episode number 731 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. It's a game day here in South Florida tonight. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in town taking on the Florida Panthers. One of ten... NHL games on a very busy day in sports. If you just joined us, Arash Madani joined us from Blue Jays Spring Training, their complex in Dunedin, ahead of Friday's season opener, home opener 
against the Texas Rangers. On the way, Rick Vive, his uh, single-season goal record may go down tonight, courtesy Austin Matthews. I cannot wait to go to the game and going with RP Show sponsors Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling to the game. That's right. If you sponsor the show, you can attend games with us. Isn't that great, Moose DuPont? Let's bring him in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Ready to go, smiling like a butcher's dog. What's up, Moose? How are you? <laughs> Um, top of the world. Things are good. Yeah, the game tonight's going to be awesome. Uh, really jealous that you get to go, but I'll be watching from home. It is wonderful being in an NHL market. I can tell you that for free. And by the way, speaking of NHL, breaking news today, Ryan Getzlaff will be a retiring at the end of the uh, this NHL season. Doesn't look like the Anaheim Ducks are going to make the playoffs, which is very disappointing. But, yeah, well, we, we'll have to get Getz on the show. Great guy. We've had the polls. He's from Regina. We say is, you know, we've had the poll, is he the greatest Regina athlete ever? And that's a great question. You got John Ryan, a Super Bowl champ from there. You got Chris Kunitz, a four-time Stanley Cup champion from there, an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, it is a great question, but I've long said it's Ryan Getz laugh. He's got a special uh, place in my heart. And Moose, like, I don't even know if we're going to get through the quick six show topics here. Like, why bother? Um, we're not going to get into last night's games, other than you're going to want to, of course, mention that Austin Matthews had three goals to tie the franchise record four goals, and the Maple Leafs beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 6-2 Monday. It equals Rick Vives' record of 54 goals sat back in 1981-82. But the, the news is all about Tiger. You're a golf guy. You worked for Golf Sask for quite some time. Let's go back to the news of the day. I'll ring the bell again. Tiger Woods saying today after his practice round at Augusta that he thinks he's going to play in the Masters this year. And everybody's going goo goo gaga. Your thoughts? Yeah, they are. It's, uh, it's exciting because, you know, Tiger's what got us out of bed on Sundays growing up as golf people. You know, he's what got us out of bed in the mornings. Yeah, the other guys were entertaining, but it was Tiger. What's he going to do on Sunday? What's Tiger going to do this week? And he really brought the crowd to their feet. He's the one, it feels like, that really you know, took golf to a new level. We know that with the celebrations and with just the emotion that he brought to the game. And I know that happened before, but nobody did it like Tiger. And you know what? We love a story, a comeback story, even if it is Tiger. You know, uh, we're following it very closely. It, it creates a lot of buzz. The ratings, no doubt, are going to be extremely high this week. And if he makes it to the weekend, makes a cut, uh, the ratings will be through the roof. So uh, people love him. And people love to hate him, too, because of, you know, what he did. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's big news this morning. And when they asked him in the news conference, do you think you can win? He just stone cold looked at the camera and said, I do. Hey, maybe that right there is why everybody loves him. The confidence. Uh, that gray line, that gray area between confidence and cockiness. But again, like I'm not the biggest golf guy, you know that, but I've been a lifelong sports guy, and trust me, I do get it. But I see my golf friends are literally going off the wall about this news that Tiger Woods says he's going to play in the Masters. And then I see what the fans are saying. I saw some guy say, <coughs> I'm feeling sick, think I'm going to be off work on Thursday. And I'm like, oh, great. Us with daytime sports talk shows don't want to hear that that they're going to be watching the Masters, but I get it. I get it. I um, so, yeah, it is, it is a hell of a story. And it's funny that you say the Tiger does have his haters. 
But you and I talk about this all the time. You don't really see the hater. You see it as the individual that's being hated upon, but we don't see the Tigers got haters. And when I put up that poll, and let's roll it again, boys, for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center, are you going to be cheering for Tiger Woods and the Masters? Because we just learned this morning that he says he's going to play. Initially, right out of the gate, over 90% of respondents said, yes, they are. But Moose, it's the, the field's leveled a little bit. And the last I saw, it's like 67% say they are. 33% of my math is good saying, no, they won't be cheering for Tiger Woods. So you know that he's going to have his haters too. But as you say, you don't, you don't pay attention to them and you don't really see them. So that is a hell of a story. Anything else on Tiger before we move on? Because we've got so many things to get to today. I would just say temper expectations. Hasn't played in a while. He's coming off the bad car accident. I would say don't expect him to come out and win, but every time Tiger laces up the cleats and uh, the golf shoes and puts on the glove, uh, he's got a chance. Folks, we are broadcasting on Game Plus television, live across all 10 provinces and 31 states, and you do have some news. Can we spill that on the air about the free preview that's going on now? I don't know why we can't. Yeah, go for it. Well, no, you're the guy. You're the best. You probably know the details a little better than me, but for those that Bell is their cable carrier or satellite, now is the time. Yeah. If you've been complaining that you haven't been able to get Game Plus TV, now you can. Just tell our viewers about that. Yeah, it's on the free preview now. So now all Bell uh, television subscribers have access to uh, the Game Plus TV network. Super exciting uh, for the month of April. So a chance to check us out every day if you're watching on YouTube or depending on where you might be watching us, uh, Bell customers can do that. And that opens up a lot of customers. I think it's like well, 850,000 new homes. Uh, so we say hello and welcome to new viewers on, on Bell. And uh, if you're wanting to get us on Game Plus, that's where you can find us now. Yeah, it's only till the end of the month, though, a free preview on Bell. So tell all your friends if uh, you love the RP show and they have Bell as their cable carrier for all of April, it is a free preview of Game Plus television. So that's now up to close to 3 million homes across Canada alone, let alone the United States that we're airing in daily. Okay, moving on. So point one was a rash and the Blue Jays and Tiger. Point two is Monday NHL leftovers, and I'm not really going to get into that. Point three we got to mention the three stars uh, named by the NHL on Monday. Oilers center Connor McDavid has been selected the NHL's first star of the week after collecting five goals and three assists in four games. The offensive outburst pushed McDavid past the 100-point milestone for the fifth time in seven seasons. Florida Panthers forward Alexander Barkov, who also tallied five goals and three helpers, was named the week's second star. And Islanders goalie Semyon Varlamov, who posted three wins and a shutty, was named third star. 2.4, if I'm on track here. Kansas posted the biggest comeback in the history of the March Madness final in a 72-69 victory over North Carolina at the Superdome in New Orleans. The Jayhawks trailed at halftime 40-25 to before rallying to win their fourth U.S. college championship. I just want to say the daily thing, Moose, what they're talking about on Miami Sports Talk today, this morning, for one full hour, the host on WQAM, I think his name's Joe Rose, complained that the game didn't tip off until 9.20 p.m. Eastern. He's like, what is wrong with these people? And to be honest, I could sit and talk about this all day, but I'm not sure people care about it as much as I do. He goes, I'm sure the network executives have a reason to put it on that late. 
But think about this. We missed the end of the game. The people on the West Coast of America, maybe they missed the start of the game, but at least they see the end. You know what, you know what he's saying? He's saying yeah. everybody yeah. could have seen the ending if you'd started it at a more humane hour. Because, but these are TV network executives, and I assume they know what they're doing. And I'm like, ah, ah, ah. I felt like picking up the phone and saying, nope, they don't know what they're doing, except for those at Anthem Sports, Game Plus TV, Game TV, and Fight Network. Other than that, no, I don't think they know what they're doing. So I don't have any more thoughts on March Madness than that. I'm actually kind of glad that it's over. Can I move on? Yeah, except for did you see Mo Egger's thoughts on that exact same topic on Twitter? He said, you know, people are complaining about the 9 p.m. Eastern start, but it's been this way for 20 years. At least you'd be used to it by now. <laughs> I don't know. I was long gone to bed and didn't care. Don't feel like I missed anything. Uh, other than to say, I should mention this. I was watching the Boston-Columbus hockey game last night, and I didn't put it in my... Uh, I, I skimmed over the leftovers from Monday night's NHL games, but Columbus did beat... Sorry, Boston beat Columbus in overtime. Jake DeBrusque scored the winner for the Bruins, a Swifter and Bronco alum. But on the other side was Cole Sillinger, whom we've had on this show many times, the star rookie for the Blue Jackets. And Darren, I can tell you this, because I watch hockey more than the average Joe. Cole Sillinger is probably the best player on the Columbus lineup. And even Blue Jackets fans, I, I tweeted that, and they were writing me back going, well, maybe he's the best forward, but he's not the best player or the best defenseman is Warensky. And I'm like, I don't know. But I see Cole Sillinger skating around in the offensive zone, making 50-foot passes in the offensive zone like the game is in slow motion for him. He's 18. And I remember when him and his dad came into the studio and I said, Cole, is it easy for you? Because it looks easy for you. And his dad, Mike, looked at me and just wrinkled up his face. He's like, it's not easy for him. And then we went, and Mike, of course, played for 12 NHL teams over 18 seasons. We know Mike Sillinger. Cole was born in Columbus. When the mics were off and we went to commercial, I said, silly, what I meant was, like, it looks easy for him. I know it's not easy. And Mike goes, no, it's all the work that he put in in the summer. It's the thousand pucks a day that he shot in the garage. That's what makes it easy. Cole's put in the work, and he does make it look easy. But, but my thing was, Darren, that was in the Western League when he was 16. He's 18 and was skating circles around the Boston Bruins last night. I didn't get a lot of blowback that he might be the best player on the Columbus roster. It's not saying much, but you know what I mean. I do. He's an exciting player, and the future looks really bright. And, you know, you're right. We got some feedback on that, some comments, and they were mostly, you know, wow, this kid is unbelievable, and people are going to have to take notice in Columbus because he's on the map already. I know his point totals aren't incredible. What is he at, 22, 23 points right now in the season? But he's 18, oh, terrible. and that's gonna, it's going to be a steep uh, rise for, for Cole Sillinger. At least that's what it looks like. Well, I think, he's, I think he's set a franchise record for goals by a rookie, or he's darn close to it. So anyway, I guess he's not going to win the Calder, probably because he plays in Columbus. But he's going to be an NHL star. Sorry to say, Mike, but way better than his dad. Uh, point five, Canadian soccer star Alfonso Davies has been named the CONCACAF Men's Player of 2021. Davies was instrumental in helping Canada qualify for the World Cup. As we know, he appeared in seven regional qualifying games 
in 2021 before being sidelined by a mild heart condition following a bout of COVID-19. So maybe they're right. Maybe Alfonso Davies is Canada's most marketable athlete. I'm now classified an old white guy. So my opinion doesn't really count. And I'm getting onto the soccer train. But maybe he is the most marketable star in Canada. Good for him. And my last point. For the Rough Riders fans that are watching, I had to mention this. There's the article at 3downnation.com about Jeremy O'Day, the Rough Riders general manager, not going to open up contract extension talks with their star quarterback, Cody Fajardo. I don't know where this is rating in the rectangle at all, but I do have some thoughts on this as the rider guy for 20 years and a big fan of Cody Fajardo's. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I don't think there's any rush. He's the second highest paid player in the league right now as it stands. He's going into the last year of a two-year deal. And I get why neither side may want to extend. I mean, Cody probably wants to because it's great money. But you haven't even gone into the 2022 season yet. What would be the rush? The collective bargaining agreement isn't even done yet. I thought they were hasty in signing him to the extension a year ago. Or whenever they did it. So my thoughts are, um, I'm, I'm actually okay with them not signing him to an extension. Let's see how this season unfolds. Do you have any thoughts on it? No, and I agree, and I think both sides probably want that too. I mean, unless you think you can get him on a bargain right now because, you know, if you consider that he had a down year maybe, you know, in Saskatchewan, so maybe the riders think they can get him on a deal, but Cody would want to, you know, go out in the field and prove that he's worth the big dollars that uh, he's probably going to ask for at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm cool with Third and CFL passing, 9-5 and five record. If that's a down year, I'll take it. 8-4 and right. four was his personal record. Moose, I'll see you back in hour two, okay? You got it. Toronto Maple Leafs great Rick Vive joins us next. His record may fall tonight. The Leafs are here in Sunrise, Florida tonight, taking on the Florida Panthers. It's a big one. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. Game day, as we mentioned, in South Florida, the Florida Panthers, home to the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. We may be in attendance to see a, a vaunted Leafs record fall. Austin Matthews goes into the game with 54 goals. He tied it last night with a hat trick in Tampa last night. The Leafs beating the Lightning 6-2. So uh, I'm not sure who I'm talking to on the other side. I, it might be Rolf in for our producer, Rocky, who called in sick today. But we're working on getting Rick Vive. He's scheduled to be. I think they're having some connection problems. But you always know they're watching in Calgary because they're upset that I did not refer at all to the Flames win last night. Trust me, I have it. They said, oh, Rod must have been in bed, gone to bed. Well, in fact, I had. But in Los Angeles, Johnny Gaudreau had two goals and an assist. Calgary extended its lead in the Pacific Division with a 3-2 win over the Kings. Elias Lindholm also scored for the Flames, who have 91 points and a five-point advantage over the Kings atop the division. Jacob Markstrom stopped 27 shots as Calgary snapped a three-game slide, and Cal Peterson finished with 30 saves for Los Angeles. So we got him now. 
Rick Vive, uh, everybody, he's on everybody's lips with Austin Matthews tying his single-season goals record last night. It could fall tonight. I'm going to be at the game, Rick. Uh, how are you feeling with this chase? Oh, phone's going off there. Oh, it's been going off like crazy since last night. (laughs) I bet. How are you feeling about all this? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I I mean, you got a guy that's an unbelievable player and a a goal scorer, and I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. I mean, it's time to kind of pass on the torch after 40 years. It's been a long time, and uh, I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. Well, you'll obviously be watching the game tonight, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to be there. But to tell me, please, about the 81-82 season when you tied it. I just looked up the roster. You had some real Cowboys on that team and some guys that can put the puck in the net. Builder Lego, obviously. Sittler only had 18, but he played half the year. Uh, Barry Melrose played 64 games on that team. What do you remember about that season when you set the Leafs record? Uh well, I mean, I played with some good players. There's no question about that. And uh, um, <laughs> the phone keeps going off. But anyway, I mean, Bill was a great sentiment for me that year. Borea Salming on the point in the power play. So, I mean, it made our power play pretty good. And, and I got to play with good players. You don't score 50 goals if you're not playing with good players. And, uh, and I had that opportunity. I had Billy... And then Danny Daou, they kind of split the three fifty goal seasons as my center. Uh, so I, I was very fortunate I got to play with good players and, and was able to achieve that. Well, you did it with a vaunted franchise, obviously. And I'm just wondering if you thought it would stand to this long or maybe you thought it would stand forever. Did you think about that at the time? No, not really. Uh First of all, I figured someone would break it uh, sooner than 40 years. Uh, I'm just glad that I'm still around to see it And uh, 40 years later. Uh, and they had some great players after that, too. But none were able to score 50 goals. And, uh, well, a couple of guys did. But, I mean, later on, Matt Sundin and guys like that. And, and nobody was able to, able to get 50 out of, uh, in that era. But uh, this guy's a... I mean, he's a machine. It's like, you know, I compare it to that when they test golf balls and clubs and they use that uh, Iron Byron uh, machine. Like, that's what he's like. It's like everything he, he shoots goes in, it seems. Yeah, for sure. Well, I just saw that when he hit 50 the other night, there's only four, only three other Leafs have ever scored 50 goals or more. And you're obviously one of them. It, it shocked me with the offensive prowess that's been through there. But I know that you're active with the alumni. Um, have you been around Austin? Have you, you know, he's been in Toronto long enough. Have you had a relationship with him? Um, I, I wouldn't say actually a relationship, but I've met him several times and, and we've had a couple of conversations and uh, about the record. And uh, I remember, I think it was two years ago when uh, we were at a leap dinner at the Royal York and we were actually sitting back to back and I, I started talking with him and I said, uh, about breaking the record and he mentioned that he's got a long way to go and then of course you know 47 goals with 12 games remaining everything got shut down by the pandemic so I felt felt bad for him that uh, he didn't get that opportunity but uh, he's 
worked extremely hard in the off season to get better and better each year. And, and boy, is he ever showing it this year? Well, is what I love about the age that I am, that I can say I watch both players and you two are far <laughs> different players. You're right. <laughs> I, mean, I can stop right there. Just think about that though, Rick. I mean, it was a different time back then. And uh, do you still have your stick over your shoulder? The last time you were on with me, you reached over and you grabbed it, that old Titan. Like, um, imagine if Austin was playing with that these days, if he would score 54 or not. I don't know if he'd be able to. I don't know if he'd be able to lift well, it. I yeah, I, well, yeah, he'd be able to lift it. He's a big, strong guy. But um, the goalies are so good now that, you know, those new sticks kind of offset the goalies and that sort of thing. I mean, in my day, the goalies were smaller equipment. They were mostly stand-up goalies. But then again, you know, we got hooked and held and grabbed and cross-checked and hacked and whacked, uh, you know, time and time again. So it, it, I think it all evens out in the long run. The game has changed a lot, yes, but uh, I, I think it all evens out with the equipment we had and the, even the guys before me. Uh, the equipment they had and, and that sort of thing. So I, I think you could just kind of equal everything out. You know, it's funny you say that because we had Lanny on the show right in person. We were doing the show in Calgary a few weeks ago, and Lanny said that, exactly that. He goes, who knows if they'd have scored more in our time or we'd have scored more now? Who knows? Mm -hmm. But it sure is fun to watch. And, uh, Rick, before I let you go, just your thought on this year's Leafs. Like, are they going to – get it done they're obviously going to be in the playoffs but do you think they have what it takes to, to win it all well i i think they do i mean uh you know i i mean who knows when you get to the playoffs i mean you know everybody thought perhaps last year they had what they needed to win and they didn't so i mean you know you got to wait until the playoffs get going it's a completely different game anything can happen and they got a good enough team they could go on a run in the playoffs but at the same time you know they could you know lose in the first round and uh it's funny i remember the last time i was on your show promoting the, the book catch 22 well he caught me <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, I guess you got to be careful what you wish for. Well, Rick, it's always great seeing you, and I know you'll be enjoying the game tonight. We do remember what you did. We'll never forget. Uh, thanks for this, and, and good luck with everything. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, Rod. I appreciate it. Toronto Maple Leafs great. Rick Vive, his record may fall tonight when Austin Matthews and the Leafs visit the Florida Panthers right here tonight at FLA Live Arena. We'll be back with a viewer takeover for Taco Time. It is Taco Tuesday, by the way, at Taco Time, and there are 120-plus locations across Canada. On the way, the Moose will rejoin us, and Mike Snee, the executive director of College Hockey, Inc., with the Frozen Four taking to the ice beginning Thursday. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Okay, it is Tuesday, and of course that means Taco Tuesday. $2 tacos at every single one of the Taco Tom locations across North America. The biggest questions you'll have today are hard or soft shells or 
B for veggie. Here, it's hard shells and beef. But I'm not going to tell you what to do other than get down to taco time. See this right here? We are big taco time fans. Uh, and, hey, Grey Eagle fans, too, by the way. Beginning next Monday, we'll be live from Calgary's Entertainment Destination for a month. It is uh, viewer takeover time, and I apologize to Alex at Game Plus TV. Alex is working in the control room in downtown Toronto. Five minutes, really, from BMO Field is where the studio is. He says, morning, Roddy. Question for Arash. Wonder what he thinks about this year's starting pitching for the Jays, and what's he getting out of spring training? I, I just opened the line, and I apologize, Alex. I didn't get the question, but I think we covered most of it with a rash right off the top, and I really appreciate him spending the time from the Blue Jays' spring training facility in Dunedin. Jays heading home after tonight. They're taking on the Orioles. As a matter of fact, right away, it's their last game of spring training, and then uh, they get set to open the season on Friday for the Texas Rangers. I do love the comments when I do open up the text line, the 902 text line, that are the spillover from yesterday's show, because you have to understand it's not my personal phone. I only operate it during the show. So I mentioned the rain moving in at the end of yesterday's show. Randy Slew, watching in Strasburg on Game Plus Television, writes in and says, Rod, please send the rain north to good old Saskatchewan, if you don't mind. LOL, another great show. Randy watches Game Plus TV on the Sastel Max cable carrier. And by the way, for the month of April, it's a free preview for all Bell customers across Canada. That's 850,000 more homes that we're in with the RP show daily. Tell your friends if Bell's their cable provider, cable satellite, it's a free preview for the month on Game Plus. Metal Shingle Guy writes in, this is yesterday, and he says, looking forward to next weekend's USFL kickoff. I would suggest we are too, but there's just so much other stuff going on with Tiger Woods saying today, I'll ring the bell again, Tiger Woods saying today that he'll be playing in the Masters. He feels like he'll be playing in the Masters after coming off the course today golfing a practice round. Uh, there's just so much going on. that We'll get to the USFL when we get to it, but I'm not sitting there pining about it. I can tell you that for free. Glenn Chernick, watching in the Queen City, regarding yesterday's big hot show topic about the Zegris, Troy Terry, Jay Beagle situation. He says, I don't believe the hit on Zegris had anything to do with the lacrosse goal. You whack away at a goalie in a 5 nothing game, you will pay. Or at least, you should. Uh, I think it all was rolled up into one. And I also was doing a little reading on it this morning. Tyson Nash coming out and doubling down on his comments. You gotta love Tyson Nash. They grow him tough out there in Kamloops. Uh, doubling down on what he said. You come in here and skill it up, you're gonna have to answer the bell. I love it. Tyson has never been one to back down from anything, let alone something he said on the air. Sports update, NHL scoring leader Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers visit the San Jose Sharks tonight. McDavid riding a 13-game point streak and has 26 points over that span. The Oilers have won four in a row. Also tonight, the Montreal Canadiens host the Ottawa Senators in a friends and family game. Only friends and family care. And the Leafs are at Florida here tonight. Did I mention that we're going tonight and taking show sponsors, Bronco Plumbing and Heating and Cooling? And we may see the Leafs' single-season record for goals go down tonight. I can't wait. 
Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute. Brad Gushu and his Canadian rink put their undefeated record on the line against Germany today at the World Men's Curling Championship in Las Vegas. Canada improved to a perfect 5-0 and with a 10-4 uh, victory over Italy yesterday. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. For the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Um, diving into the chat here, just seeing what the folks are saying. People saying they're cheering for Cole Sillinger, of course. Um, Chris Bird has some thoughts about the USFL lawsuit. We'll get into that next hour, okay? Um, when Moose will join us. And also, Mike Snee from College Hockey Inc. Stick around after this break on Game Plus. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.